Welcome to Part 2 of The New Yorker's Double Issue for February 17th and 24th, 2014. There are eight articles this week. In the talk of the town, Reeves Wiedemann follows an ice dancer's unconventional path to the Olympics. Next, Jeffrey Tubin reports on how the Attorney General is making voting rights the test case of his tenure. Then Elif Batuman weighs in on how a hit TV show is reimagining Turkey's imperial past. After that, in Shouts and Murmurs, Colin Jost writes about how contracts can be irritating. Following that, Sasha Frere Jones examines how Beck has put it all together. Then Anthony Lane remembers actor and director Philip Seymour Hoffman. And finally, in the current cinema, David Denby reviews George Clooney's The Monuments Man, starring Matt Damon, Bill Murray, John Goodman, and Kate Blanchett, and the drama Jimmy P., starring Benicio del Toro. But first, it's the financial page. In Twilight of the Brands, James Sirwicky reports on what happens when consumers smarten up. Twelve months ago, Lululemon Athletica was one of the hottest brands in the world. Sales of its high-priced yoga gear were exploding. The company was expanding into new markets. Experts were in awe of its cult-like following. As one observer put it, they're more than apparel, they're a lifestyle. But then customers started complaining about pilling fabrics, bleeding dyes, and most memorably, yoga pants so thin that they effectively became transparent when you bent over. Lululemon's founder made things worse by suggesting that some women were too fat to wear the company's clothes. And that was the end of Lululemon's charmed existence. The founder stepped down from his management role, and a few weeks ago, the company said that it had seen sales decelerate meaningfully. It's a truism of business book thinking that a company's brand is its most important asset, more valuable than technology or patents or manufacturing prowess. But brands have never been more fragile. The reason is simple— Consumers are supremely well-informed and far more likely to investigate the real value of products than to rely on logos. Absolute Value, a new book by Itamar Simonson, a marketing professor at Stanford, and Emmanuel Rosen, a former software executive, shows that historically, the rise of brands was a response to an information-poor environment. When consumers had to rely on advertisements and their past experience with the company, brands served as proxies for quality. If a car was made by GM or a ketchup by Heinz, you assumed that it was pretty good. It was hard to figure out if a new product from an unfamiliar company...